Hi, welcome to another episode of Record Tech Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. We have a great episode today. It features David Hill from Free Indeed Ministries. He's the founder of this nonprofit located at 201 North Center Street here in Cumberland, Maryland. Uh, all nonprofits, especially during this pandemic period, um, they need help and support. So if you feel that um, this would align with where you would feel like you would want to give and support, um, then I will have a link to their website. They have a donate button right on the homepage at the bottom left, um, and you can donate through that, or you can volunteer your time. Um, so I will have a link direct on our website, recordtechlisten.com. While you're there, we encourage you to take a look at our website, look at other episodes that you might find interesting, and also participate in the voice memo project that launched at the beginning of this pandemic. It's a way for you to interact with your community at large, either telling a story, asking a question, or just generalizing a frustration that you may or may not have. We want to hear it. You can remain anonymous, and we have a, a whole page on our website dedicated to it, explaining how to use, whether it's iOS or Mac or your Android device, and how you can record and send a simple email. It comes straight to me, and I will compile them into a podcast episode answering the questions and or displaying your story. Speaking of incredible story, that's exactly what we have for today's episode. So without further ado, here is David Hill. David Hill, thanks for being on the podcast. Well, it's great to be here. Yeah. Um, so I heard about you through Jen Walsh, mm -hmm. who is a person who puts people together. Yeah, she yeah. does. She's very good at that. Yes, she is. <laughs> so you and I had a conversation last week, mm -hmm. about two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. It was great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I got to know you, and you got to know a little bit about me. Yeah. And, uh, and we're back, because I think that you're... A powerful person here in Cumberland. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think that your story should be heard, and I think that you have a lot to offer to the community, and the community in turn should support you. Amen. <laughs> to that. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should start at the very beginning. You're not from Cumberland. No, I'm from Baltimore. Yeah, and and you ended up here. Yeah, I ended up here because uh, I uh, got in a little trouble. Um, I started, you know what I mean, when I was young, you know what I mean? I grew up in the church and all this. And a uh, single parent, my mother, and she raised me up, and she kept me in church. And I know she kept me in church for a reason now. Mm -hmm. But the reason is, you know what I'm saying, uh, when I got in trouble, I knew who to turn to. You know what I mean? But one thing she did, she kept me in the church. And, I mean, uh, I was preaching at the age of 10 years old, and I had uh, bishops and evangelists and pastors coming to tell me how great a man I was going to become. Uh, but I also know the devil also hears that, too. <laughs> and his main job is to steal, kill, and destroy so when he heard about this little young guy, you know what I mean, preaching and tearing down the walls, uh, he said, I got something for him. So he began to dangle things in front of me. But another thing that happened, I lost my mother at the age of 10 also, you understand, and I had to go live with my father. And when I moved with my father, he, his wife was a devout Christian also. And uh, she, I watched this woman, you know what I mean, all my life get on her knees and pray, and I watch her read a Bible every day. So that that took place in me, you understand, because I watched how she was blessed. Sure. You know, so I began to get blessed, too, with that. But the thing is, I turned away from the church as I got older. I got out of high school, uh, honor student, excellent student, uh, uh, 
perfect attendance. I did all that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, and the thing is, you understand, I was introduced to alcohol and and weed. and Sure. So one thing led to another, you understand? Then I went into the military, and I stayed six years in there, and I was introduced a little bit more in there, you know yeah. what I mean? Alcohol more and sure. uh, hash and things of that nature. So, you know what I mean? My, my, my addiction began to grow. So when after I got out of the service, honorable discharge, I... Uh, went home, you know what I mean? My father was like, you know, I was partying, you know, I was having a sure, good time. You know, yeah. I had a little money in my pocket and <laughs> bank account, and I was just out there having a good time. And dad came to me and said, well, You've been partying for like 18 months now. You think you need to go get a job? <laughs> so I was like, Okay, dad, I'm going to get a job. So I put an application with the post office, and I became the youngest letter carrier in Baltimore City at that particular time. Nice. Uh, I letter carried for about, <laughs> about six years, I guess. But my addiction still was there. Yeah. You understand? Uh and it was it was growing to from weed to cocaine. It's and, a pretty big leap. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean in Baltimore it's just, you know what I mean, it, the drugs is rampant. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So it's everywhere and everybody's doing it. You know what I mean? So if you're not doing it, you're the out crowd and I was the on, only child, so I always tried to fit in, you understand, sure. where I shouldn't get in, you understand? So a lot of times <laughs> I was like, oh, man, you know what I mean? Don't nobody want to hang with me, so I'm going to just push myself into the piece of this puzzle, right. even though I don't fit, right. you know what I mean? And a lot of people kept telling me, why are you here? You know what I mean? They knew I didn't supposed to be there. And right. here I am trying to push myself into this this crowd, you understand? They was like, man, you don't even belong here, mm-hmm. you understand? So that was one way of God trying to tell me that you're set apart. You know what I mean? You're not a part of this, you understand? So why are you pushing yourself into this? And I kept pushing, and I kept pushing, and I was introduced to heroin. And I didn't shoot heroin, but I sniffed a lot of heroin. Mm-hmm. Uh, sold, I sold heroin, I sold weed, anything I can do, because I lost my job at the post office because of my attendance. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, if you yeah. do drugs, your attendance oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. I stopped going to work, you know what I mean? I don't feel like it today. Of and all those not. I didn't feel like it today, I'm telling you. Yeah. Adds up. Lost my job, you know what I mean? But that was the only thing, you know what I mean? Because we had a little drug ring in there. We were selling drugs also. Uh, and the thing is, you know what I mean? The postal inspectors came and got us. Yeah. You know what I mean? They was like, no, and they made me resign. You know, they say, we can fire you or you resign. So I resigned, mm-hmm. and I lost that job. Then too, not too long after that, I lost my father. And my okay. father was my biggest, you know what I mean, hero. Sure. You know what I mean, he uh, showed me how to be a man. He, he, I watched this man get up every morning and go to work, and he was a stevedore down at the Bethlehem Steel. So, you know what I mean, I watched him, whether rain, sleet, hail, or snow, get up and go to, and work. Go to work, you understand, mm-hmm. and came home and gave my stepmother the check, you understand, and <laughs> she gave him a little bit back, you know what I mean, for food and stuff sure, like that. But yeah. He took care of the bills, you understand, and he uh, he just showed me, you know what I mean, this is what a man's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know Good I mean? role model. Take care of your family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I watched him do all this, but when he left me, I lost the best friend. I lost my mother. She was my best friend. Then I gained yeah. another best friend, and then I lost him. And that's when my life began to spiral down, spiral down. And the thing is, you understand, I, I was out there, you know, I didn't have no job. You know, I lost my car, you know what I mean, I, uh, uh, then I, I lost my, you know what I mean, my girlfriend, I lost her too. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, so I went out there and I started selling drugs and using drugs even more. Uh, then the thing is, uh, I got shot one night. One night I was uh, come back from a drug deal and I got out of my car. It was raining. Um, and I stepped out of the car and I was about to walk up my steps and something told me to turn to the right. And when I turned to the right, I seen two guys come from behind a tree. And it was lightning and thunder, and 
So when they came behind a tree, a big bright light shined. Mm-hmm. And it was brighter than any light I ever seen in my life. So when I, when I think about this after reading the word of God, I, I think about Paul, you understand, when he was knocked off his horse because this bright light. So I seen that light. So I, 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 after I seen this light, the guys came up. Then I seen a gun come up. And when the gun came up, I turned to try to turn to run, and they shot me. So when they shot me, I fell to the ground, and the guy got right over top of me, point blank, and he shot again. And I thought my life was gone. Well, yeah. Yeah, I thought I was, I was, I thought I was out of here. Yeah. You understand? But what happened, I think God sent an angel. He had to send an angel to deflect the bullet because I seen the flash come out of the gun, yeah. and the bullet didn't touch me. Yeah, that's pretty lucky. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, after that happened, you understand, I was like, wow. I got up off the ground, and the guy's eyes got big, and they <laughs> began to run, and I began to run after them. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, didn't catch them, but they, they went on. And so I went back to the house, and my girlfriend, she was coming down the step, and she like, somebody got shot. I'm bleeding my chest. I seen the blood coming out of my chest. And so in Baltimore, it takes like 10 minutes to 15 minutes for an ambulance to come. So, right. Uh, but this particular time, it was coming right down the street and picked me up and took me to the hospital. And uh, I was in the hospital, and my main objective was, you know what I mean, they had me on the operating table. Uh, uh, well, I wasn't that bad because it just really went across my chest, but it went in. And the doctor was told me, the doctor said, look, Mr. Hill, let me tell you something. He said, if it wasn't for your chest being as big as it is right now, you'd be dead. That's the first thing he told me. So then my own thing I'm thinking about is getting out of there because I know the police coming. You know, right. criminal mind, oh, I uh-huh. got to get out of here because they're coming. They're going to investigate. Start asking questions. Yeah, they're going to investigate this sure, issue because sure. I know they already told them. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to get out, trying to get out. So they left the uh, room after they cleaned my wound. Then they re- left the room. So I'm sitting on the, on, the, on the table and I'm putting on my clothes. And then I look to the left and then a little old lady stopped by the door. And she looked in at me. She said, God was with you tonight. And that's all she said when she walked on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it has to be a God. You understand? Yeah, you kept getting all these little signs. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. has to be. I mean, and you know what I mean? He had angels protecting me and watching over me and, and giving me good jobs and watching over me. And here I am doing all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And he's still trying to let me watch over me. And I'm still messing up. And he's like, I'm still got you. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the prodigal son. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm the prodigal son. So I'm just, you know what I mean? So after she said that, it didn't really hit me until, you know, I'm like, this lady stopped by my room, little old lady. Yeah. Real short lady, had on old church garments, you understand? Sure, sure, yeah. And the thing is, she looked in there and she seen me. And she could have stopped at any room in the hospital, but she came by to say that to me. Mm-hmm. So I must be special. Well, you needed to yeah. hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so the thing is, you know what I mean, after, after all that happened, uh, I was like, well, this is it, you know what I mean? I ain't going to never get put in this position no more. So I just start, you know what I mean, going out there, and I was trying to look for guns. I was buying guns off the street. Gun head, gun there. People mm-hmm. selling me guns. I had all kinds of guns. One guy came up to me. He said, I got a gun for you, Dave. I said, what kind of this? And he reached down in his dip, and he started pulling that thing out and pulling that thing out and pulling that thing. I said, what is that, a clown gun? <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, it's a 22, but it was lost, and I don't need that one right there. But the thing is, I was buying, you know what I mean, and I was just going in the direction the devil wanted me to go in. You understand? Now, I'm just walking around there like wide earth, you understand? Every time <laughs> I hear a noise, I'm pulling out a gun or everything. Sure. Like, when you get shot now. Well, I mean, yeah, like, I was going to say that. It's like a, got a level of, like, PTSD that, yeah. you know, you got shot right outside of your house. Yeah. So it wasn't exactly like you were in a wrong 
you're not going back to the same location. Yeah. People know where you live. Yeah, so, that's what I'm you saying. Know? So you got to protect yourself. You know, in yeah. Baltimore, you definitely got to protect yourself. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because there's shots all over every time, all yeah. through the night. You, you hear gunshots and ambulances and police sirens. Sure. So it's, it's like Beirut, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh, I'm in there and uh, I got all these guns, you know what I mean? I got guns, 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 and I bought this particular gun. And it, you know how you see something and you be like, man, I got to have that one. Sure. And I talked the guy out of this gun, you understand? It was a walnut uh, uh, pearl hand, uh, 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 38 Weston, uh, Smith & Weston, you know what I mean? A walnut handle. Yeah. Uh, stainless steel. And I was just like, so it's a beautiful guy. It was beautiful. Looked like he'd mm-hmm. never been shot before, you know yeah. what I mean? So I like, I want that, you know what I mean? So I gave him some money for it. And I, my sister-in-law, you know what I mean, my girlfriend's uh I call her my sister-in-law because we did get married down the line. But uh, my sister-in-law came in. Uh, she had lost her house, and she had moved in with us. And she was a crack addict, you know what I mean? And I had crack, and I had this, and I had that. And I used to take care of her habit, you know what I mean, until one time she made me mad. And when she made me mad, I mean, we had arts against one another. And she went to the police and told them about all these guns I had mm-hmm. in the house. So the police came and kicked my door in, you know what I mean? Uh, confiscated all the guns, took them down, you know what I mean, did test on them. And the gun that had the murder on it, one of them had a murder on it. Guess what gun it was? The most beautiful the one most out of the bunch. beautiful. And see, that's yeah. why I know. And that's how he got me with this gun. And so, you know what I mean, they locked me up and they said, well, Mr. Hill, you got a murder charge. And we're going to charge you with first-degree murder. So that's what they charged me with, first-degree murder. And I was like, man. And then the prosecutor came down and offered me 30 years. And my lawyer, I bought it, got a lawyer. And he was like, they offered me 30 years. And I'm like, man, I ain't doing no 30 years. I ain't do this. All you did was buy a gun. Yeah, I bought a gun. But you know what I mean? And I know how the the legal system, you know what I mean, in Baltimore is not perfect like no system is. I think it's not perfect (laughs) anywhere. I think the last few weeks have shown us that it is not perfect anywhere. Yeah, and the main thing, they just wanted a conviction. They wanted to. They wanted to look good on the, like, you know, pot. I'm not going to speak for the prosecutors, but it's good on their record that they got guns off the street. Oh, yeah. You know, it looks good. Whether it's the right thing to do is. And it was, and, and, you know, and so they were like, you know what I mean? We were off you 30 years, and I was like, no, we're going to trial, man. They said, well, if you go to trial, they're going to give you life. I said, I don't care, man. I'm going to trial, you know what I mean? I know I didn't do it, you mm-hmm. understand? So we're going to go with jury. So I went to jury, you know what I mean? Stayed down city jail for like 18 months to two years before the trial came. And uh, we went to trial. Why did it take so long? I don't know. I mean, it was terrible down there, too. I mean, they just closed that place up. It was so bad. Yeah, They should have been closed it up. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I mean, it was bad down there. But the thing is, you know what I mean? I sat down there for two years, no bail. Uh, so the thing is, we, we uh, went to trial, and they found me guilty. And they found me guilty, and uh, and I was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Even though I didn't do it, you know what I mean? They found me guilty, and I might be facing life, so... Judge said, well, Ms. Hill, we're going to send you, you know what I mean, stand up. And he, he looked at me and said, Mr. Hill, I said, I don't know what's, what's going on. I mean, you was a great, you know what I mean, honor student. And yeah, he's looking back at all yeah, your history. Looking at all going, these, like, how did like, you man, get military. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? He was a, a three-sport athlete, you know what I mean? And yeah. I mean, golly, what happened? And he just didn't know that Satan was trying to destroy from that little boy that was preaching, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, all those good things about the Lord and Jesus and all that thing, and then and he was just trying to take me out of here. Yeah, he was trying to take me out of here. And so the thing is, he said, "Stand up, I'm sentencing you." And when I stood up, he said, "Mr. Hill, I sent you to life." And when he said life, my heart dropped to the floor, mm-hmm. and I was just saying to myself, "It's all over." Then he said, "All suspended for 30 years." Now that's rare. 
That is rare. You know, yeah. And Baltimore found guilty by a jury of a first-degree murder charge, mm -hmm. and he just gave you 30 years. Dropped the life because he knew, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, you have to know it's like a bad decision. You, you made bad decisions. You've shown that you're capable of making bad decisions, and it's sort of like, but the character, he could see your character. Yeah. He, yeah. like, he didn't do that, but I got to go by it. They found him guilty. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I got yeah. to go by the law. You know what I mean? So I found guilty, and I went down, went down to the bullpen. And this is what happened. I went down into the bullpen, and you know what I mean? Uh, I seen a Bible laying over there on the side, and I picked it up. And I just, you know what I mean? I started talking to God. I was like, Lord, I know it was you who put me in this predicament. Mm -hmm. Even though I made the choices, but I know it was him saving my life. You know, he had to take me off the street. I already got shot. You know? Yeah, I mean, do you think it was you would have been here? If no, I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. I'm, I'm letting you know. Every yeah. friend that I had that I ran with was dead right now. Okay. Well, so it go. just lets me know, you know what I mean, that sure. he spared my life. He had to put me away to get my attention, you understand, because mm -hmm. he knew, yeah. you know what I mean, that you're not going to make it. And and I'm glad, so glad he did. Even though I went to prison, I, and I spent 20 years in prison. Yeah. But even though I spent those 20 years in prison, you understand, he began pouring things into me. He began to show me who I was. You understand? Yeah. I didn't know who I was. I was just out there trying to be somebody else. Right, because you said you were like a puzzle piece trying yeah. to fit yourself in, and you just had to be secure with yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I was just trying to identify myself with everybody else, and that's who I, I was, not that person. Mm -hmm. You understand? And he showed me many times, even in prison, you understand, I began to... Uh, be a light shining in the midst of all this darkness. I had to adapt to some things, you understand, in prison that I never, never been to prison before, you understand? So mm -hmm. I had to adapt to a whole different lifestyle. Right. The environment was nothing like the environment out here, you understand? Right. Real respect in uh, there, you understand? Yeah. You ain't going to disrespect and get away with it, uh -uh. not in prison, you understand what I'm saying? So you had to be a man, and you had to grow up real quick, <laughs> you understand? And you had to show respect to gain respect, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So the thing is, you know what I mean, I went in there and uh, I finally started going to church and I, I went to church and, and, and this one I found out the gift that I had of singing, you know, and I go to church and I'm sitting in the pews and I tell you at 10 years old I'm in church, but, you know, here I am a, a man now and I'm sitting in church and all these songs they sing and I'm singing them too, you know what I mean? They come in and, and the choir singing, I'm singing a song. The guy next to me said, you, you need to get up there on that choir. He keep on banging me and hitting mm -hmm. me. I'm like, man, I ain't getting on no choir. He said, man, you need to go get on that choir. I said, no, I ain't getting on no choir. So he did that for about two months. And then I finally said, well, I'm going to get on the choir. I'm tired of him hitting yeah, you. Yeah, I get up on, go on the choir, you know what I mean? I'm all the way in the back, and I'm singing. People looking back, who that singing like that? Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, I'm in the middle of the choir. Just keep moving thing, up. Next thing up. you know, I'm in the front of the choir. Okay. And next thing you know, he said, man, I got a song I want you to sing. I ain't singing no song. Man. I ain't never uh -huh. sang no song. Man, I got a song. And he gave me a song to sing, and uh, it fit me. You understand? When I begin to sing it, can I do a little bit of it? Sure, absolutely. The song goes, Trouble in My Way. It goes a little like this. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes, so much trouble, I have to cry sometimes, I lay awake at night, but that's alright, I know that Jesus, he's gonna fix it after a while, and I begin to sing that. No wonder you moved up. <laughs> yes, you deserve to be in that choir. Did you, did you lead the choir? Well, I, yeah, after that song. So right you just there, kept up going, yeah. After that song, I began to lead, be again the, the lead singer of yeah. the choir. And I mean, I sung, you know what I mean? And people from on the outside began to come in. You know what I mean? Different yeah. churches began to come in, and they was like, man, 
You know what I mean? Got something there. Yeah, and I became the choir director. And from the choir director, I had a quartet. You know what I mean? From the court. And I've never been a choir director, but I, I learned. You learned, to, I yeah. had 30 men leading them how to sing. You know what I mean? And That's it great. was awesome. I had a nice choir, and I watched the church grow from, we, we was in the rec hall at first, and then we went to the chapel, which hold 150 people. Then we went to the uh, dining hall facility, you know what I mean, which hold about 250, 300 people. Mm-hmm. Then we went to the gym, you know what I mean? So I watched the church grow, and people would come saying, man, we only come to church to hear you sing, but I didn't care about them coming to church to hear me sing because you're going to hear the word too. Yeah. You understand? So if I'm the, the, the why are you coming to church, you know what I mean? But guess what? You're going to also hear that word. Sure. But they used to always come and just want to hear me sing, you know? So just be, uh, I don't know if I can't speak to this, but do you think people were showing up because it felt like, some sort of their childhood or a peace or just like a peaceful place for them to be in the midst of being. Oh yeah. It was, was a peaceful place, but you know, and in prison, you know what I mean? The church is different in prison than it is out here Okay. because people, you know what I mean? They're, they're in, in a isolation Yeah. and you get to deal with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have any distractions. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you get a little closer to God. You know what I mean? You, you're sure. trying to amend for all the wrongs you've done. You got a lot of time yeah. to think. Yeah, you got a lot of time to think about all the wrongs you've done and all mm-hmm. the mistakes you made, and you just want them erased. Sure. So you get a little closer to God, seeking that 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 refuge. You understand that strong tower, mm-hmm. that strength that you need while you're in there. And I mean, the church is powerful in there. You understand? People come to that church, they be like, "Man, we wish we can take these people out here and and let somebody see this." Sure. You know what I mean, church is on fire in there, um, and I kind of miss that. You understand? Because you had real guys really loving the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of them leave, you know what I mean? When they leave the church, they throw their Bibles in the corner because they're they about to be free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I hate it, and I wasn't going to be that type of person, you understand? So when I left, you know what I mean, uh, while I was in there, you know what I mean, I, I, I was the representative for like 300 guys. I was under the chapel, uh, the chaplain, and uh, he always asked me, what do you do when you get out? And all these churches used to come in, and one particular church, you know what I mean, uh, came in and said, man, he said, what do you want to do when you get out of here? Because mm-hmm. we want to help you. You understand? Know I was like, well, I ain't trying to go back to Baltimore. That's my Egypt. I'm trying to, you know what I mean, move on. I'm trying sure. to get a second chance on life. You understand? And well, Move to the mountains. Yeah, and then the chaplain was like, well, we ain't got nowhere to put you at, Dave. I was like, what? You know, that was like, I guess about three years uh, about my release. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, about a year and a half, he came back to me and said, we got a place for you. And I was like, oh, yeah? And I was happy, and I cried, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I didn't have to go back, you know what I mean? I was going forward. Um, and he said, uh, Cumberland, Maryland. He said, right here in Cumberland, Maryland, because I was up in WCI in Cumberland, Maryland for 17 years. Yeah. So he was like, we got a place right out here for you, you know what I mean? A nice apartment, and we're going to put you in there, you know what I mean? Get you so you get to situation. finally see this town that you've been in for 17 years. Yeah, I get that. and I used to look at that highway when I was out in the yard. <laughs> I said, one day I'm going to ride up and down that highway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But the thing is, uh, when I finally got out, a warden came to me, and I mean, the warden and the system warden and the chief security always to come to me and to find out, you know what I mean, what do you think about this, Dave? Well, we're trying to do this and we're trying to do that. And I started family day in there, and I had the families come in to see, they, uh, see their loved ones, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And you had to be right, though, in order to go to family day. Well, yeah, it was a privilege, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it was a, re- a real privilege. So I was the one that went to the warden that particular time and started family day for WCI. That's awesome. Uh, so the thing is, you know what I mean, uh, Warden came to me and he said, man, if I had 10 more people like you, <laughs> he said, we wouldn't even have these offices we got. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you understand, when, you, when you're uh, respected, you know what I mean, because of your consistency, 
See, people know who you are by your consistency. You understand? You want to go talk to somebody who's going to help you, who's going to pray for you. Yeah, well, the kindness goes yeah. a long way. And, and the love. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Love for people. You understand? That goes a long way. Uh, you can have all the hate in the room you want to, but if you got one person that shows love, it tears down the walls of hate. Yep. You understand? So a lot of times, you understand, a lot of guys came to me, you understand, and they needed prayer. And they needed somebody to talk to, and they go see Brother Dave. Let's go see Brother Dave. Sure. You understand? So one time, uh, one of the biggest uh, gang members came to me that was in there, and I know he had about 150 guys up under him, and they would do anything he wanted to do. And one particular time he came to me, he said, man, I need to speak to you for a minute. And I said, okay, you know what I mean? And I went and told myself, I said, well, I'm about to talk to this guy now. Can you? He seen who it was. He ran up out of there. <laughs> so, like, sure, Dave. Yeah, no problem. I'll be yeah, out of yeah. here if you need me. Yeah, so I went in there, you know what I mean? And he said, man, I want to talk to you. And he said, I got something I want to tell you. I said, what's up? He said, I just lost my mother. Mm. And when he said that, you know what I mean, I know what it is to lose a mother. You understand? Yeah. So compassion set completely in, you understand, quickly. Sure. Understand? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And he said, I want you to pray for me. Here's the one of the meanest guys. You hear what I'm saying? When, but he has a mom. Oh, yeah. He has you know? a mom, and he's also human. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We can put on the, the mask all we want to, but when things hit heart, you understand? This brings you to your yeah, knees. Yeah, you got the, you got the, and he came to me. Out of all the people in that prison, he came mm-hmm. to talk to me about it, and I prayed with him, and we prayed, and you know what I mean? Uh, he cried, and I cried, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And, I mean, after that, you know what I mean? He, you talk about respect then. I yeah. thought I had a little respect that. Right, right, right. <laughs> After that right there. I mean, I had, one time I was looking around, I had two guys following me all around. And I had to tell them, man, stop getting them little guys following. I don't need nobody no. following me around. You know what I mean? But the thing is, he was calling himself, I mean, being appreciative. Sure. You know what I mean? For me doing what I did for him. But, uh, no, I didn't need that kind of person. I already had the biggest protector, you know what I mean, watching go. over me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and God be for you who can be against you. So the thing is, you know what I mean? Yeah, he... Uh, so and, and I had a lot of uh, time to really counsel a lot of guys, yeah. and their young guys. They was throwing away their flags. You understand uh, the gang flags and things. So I had a lot of opportunities to be able to speak to guys out of those twenty years to help them. You understand? To understand that, you know, what I mean, we can make mistakes. You know, what I mean, but don't let your past dictate your future. You don't have to continue, you know what I mean, doing the things that you do. You know what I mean? You can change while you're in here. Right. You understand? So you can have an opportunity. And some took it, you know what I mean, to heart, and some didn't. Right. You know what I mean? Some, and I was in there working for a dollar and 34 cents a day. Yeah. Not an hour, but a mm, day. Yeah. And I was telling them guys, hey, when I get I go to McDonald's and work and go straight from McDonald's to Burger King. You know what I mean? I might have the wrong uniform on when I get over there and, and giving people stuff. But I'm telling you, I'll work. Yeah. And I ain't working at no McDonald's. I ain't working. I said, like, what's wrong with you in here working for a dollar? <laughs> right, yeah. a day, and you tell me you don't work for five, six, seven dollars an hour. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not what you, you know, what I mean, what you, how much money wait, much money you make is what you do with your money. That's right. You understand? So I mean, you, if you got habits, you know, you no, know, you ain't gonna have no money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it goes a long way. Uh, it's just the choices that we make, and I had a lot of opportunities to, you know what I mean, to help counsel a lot of guys, and I had one young guy. He was one of the meanest dudes, one of the meanest youngest guys in there I've ever seen. He was angry. Yeah, he was just angry. You understand? He had 30 years. He was doing 30 years. He's like six, 16, 17. Oh, and he geez. wanted to take it out on everybody he possibly can. He wanted to fight. You know what I mean? He wanted to take people's stuff. And I, one day I seen him. He was over there. And I just went over there to him. I said, man, was, you all right? 
<laughs> he said, no, man, I ain't got nobody who loved me. I ain't got nobody who care about me. So you had me. nothing to lose. Yeah. So he said, I'm about to go take that boy's, you know what I mean, radio. I said, no, don't take that man radio. He said, I'm going in the cell and take that radio. I said, no, don't do it. let's hold on for a second. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to make a phone call. And I called my, my, my girlfriend at a particular time, and I said, look, send some money and put it in his account so he can get him a radio. You know what I'm saying? So that's what she did. She got him a radio. And he was so happy, you understand? Yeah, because then and, somebody somebody took yeah, the time to care yeah. about him. And and he and I'm telling you, I did so much, but got him clothes, you understand? Mm-hmm. And I was just letting him know, you know what I mean, that what you're doing, you know what I mean, is going to affect everybody in here. They're going to shut us down. They're going to lock us down, yeah. you understand? But the thing is, you don't have to do that, you know what I mean? You can go, somebody do care about you. Yeah. And I mean, that goes a long way, too, you understand? Just showing people that you care. In the midst of all that darkness, you yeah. know what I mean? You're showing a young kid, like, somebody care about you, you understand? Yeah, and, and, it's, and, it's, and, it, and there's no strings attached. You don't no. have to give me anything back. Right. You understand? I just want to let you know, a little white guy came to me one time. He said, man, I like that shirt you got. And I had a Nike embroidered shirt. Yeah. He said, I like that shirt you got. I said, you want it? He said, stop playing. And I took it off and gave it to him. He yeah. was just so happy. You I mean, know, it's just the little things. The little yeah. things that counts, you understand? It's, it's not about color, but it's about breaking down the barriers, the walls that we set up and eat for each other. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And once we knock those walls down, you know what I mean? Because I, I wasn't raised in a place. You understand? My father worked, you know what I mean? My stepmother, and I never heard them once say anything about racism or about white people or this yeah. or that. You understand? They never had that. Right. I'm, so I didn't grow up with that. You understand what I'm saying? So I grew up, I watched my father talk to people. He didn't care what color they were. And he would talk to them two, three hours and didn't even know them. Right. I said, Dad, you know that man? No. I do now. <laughs> you know I mean? But see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So he showed me, you know what I mean, that you communicate with anybody. Yep. You understand? And you know, because at I mean? the base level, yeah, we're all the same. We're all the same. Yeah. You understand? So uh, I, I watched this, you know what I mean? And then when I went in there, and even when I was in the military, you understand? Uh, it was some white guys that you know what I mean didn't like black guys, but I did. I I blew that off. Yeah. You understand? But one thing my sergeant told me, you understand, when I went to him, I was like, man, you know, some people now I mean saying words out their mouth they shouldn't be saying. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, and he got everybody together, the whole platoon. He said, let me tell y'all something. He said, I don't care what color you are, white, black, green, purple. I mean, purple. You know, he said, look, the only color that matters here is green. Yeah. He said, when you get out on that battlefield, you know what I mean, if you get hurt, you know what I mean, and that man got your blood type, do you want it to right. live? Yeah. And so he put it in the perspective, now I mean, that I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's how it is. It's, it's, we all fight this together. Sure. You know what I mean? It's not about color. It's about heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what God looks at. He looks at our heart. And why do you think he made us in all these different flavors, you know what I mean, to test our hearts well, while we're here? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it would be pretty boring if everybody yeah. was the same. One color. One color. I mean, come on. Yeah. But the thing is, he didn't put us down here with these different colors to, to, to attack each other. No. You know what I mean? To fight against each other. No. no I mean, look, man, we can love one another. Yeah. You know, and we can get a lot of things accomplished. Yes. <laughs> a lot of things accomplished. If you stop looking at this, this skin color, you know what I mean? We can get a lot of things accomplished. Absolutely. Because don't judge a person and, and that book by the cover. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. Don't ever judge a book by the cover because mm-hmm. you just don't know unless you turn the pages, you know what I mean, to find out who that person really is. So true. Yeah. So the thing is, so I was just like, you know what I mean? I learned a lot of things, you know what I mean, growing up. And even in my state of mind, you understand, using the drugs and stuff, I still had a a good state of mind. And even after all the drugs, I still got a great mind, you understand? I thank God for that. Uh, Because a lot of people say, well, you lose this and you lose that. Well, you know what I mean? God can restore this and restore that also, Mm -hmm. you know, if you make the right choices. Um, So the thing is, you know what I mean? I got out of of prison and God came and got me. The church people that said they were going to help me, they came and got me. 
And I came out with a number of clothes on my back. And $50. And $50 in my pocket that the, 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 the prison gave me. Isn't that lovely? Mm. Woo! What can you do with it? Uh, mm. Not much. You buy a meal and you're broke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, guy said, what do you want to do, Dave? You know what I mean? It's your first day out. He said, what do you want to do? I said, man, look, take me to a place. I mean, a secluded place where ain't nobody at. And it's where I can just, you know what I mean, thank God. Just sit. Yeah, thank mm -hmm. God for him delivering me from, you know what I mean, where I just came from. Sure. And he said, man, I got the right place for you. And he took me down to this place and... He said, go down that hill right there. It's a stream. You know what I mean? And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I went down there, and, man, you're talking about tears. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Tears because nobody knows, especially when you're uh, in a place for something that you did. Not saying that I've done, not done things to deserve to be locked up, but 20 years of my life I spent in a place, you understand, for something I didn't do. And yeah. nobody knows, you understand, what it feels like to be in a place you know what I mean, that you know that you don't supposed to be, but you're there. Yeah. And you can't get out. You know what I mean? Nobody knows the conversation that you and God have. Nobody knows the fears. Nobody knows the struggles. Nobody knows, you know what I mean, how you feel about life and, and the people that are around you who are acting up and there's nothing you can do but pray for them. You know what I mean? But the thing is, I made it through. And I made it through for a reason because now God has shown me, you know what I mean, that through all your faithfulness, you know what I mean? He said, I got something for you. And he that get Cumberland. Yeah, he got Cumberland for me, and he gave me a nice support team. Yeah. You know, and he blessed me with the Free Indeed Ministries. Yeah. And when I first got out, he said, I want you to march. And I like march, you know what I mean? But he was like, yeah, I want you to start something, you know what I mean? And it was the heroin epidemic was going on. It's still going on. And it's still going on. Yeah. But, but he, it was really bad. Yeah, and he told me to march. He said, I want you to march mm -hmm. and get the people together. And that's what I did. And I did that for three years, Hope Against Heroin. I became the, mm -hmm. the chairman for the Hope Against Heroin in Cumberland, Maryland. And I marched for three years here and had so much support. I mean, I had all kinds. I had bouncy houses for the kids and all kind of free food. And sure. had, they gave me the park, you know what I mean? And I got up there and sang a little bit, talked a little bit. I had people giving testimonies. Mm -hmm. And it was just a wonderful time, you understand? So after the third year, he was like, I was like, okay, I'm about to march again. He didn't, I didn't have it in my heart. Mm -hmm. He said, no, I'm not. I'm, marching is over. You didn't already made people aware of what was going on. Now it's time for you to step up to another level. So in my heart, I just wanted to be able to help people. Yeah. And that's always been in my heart because I've been doing that for 20 years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah, so it part was of just, your pedigree yeah, now. It was just an extension out here, you know what I mean, to continue to help people. And, that's, and when God knows your heart, he just opened up doors for you. Mm -hmm. And he opened up his doors. to. He said, okay, I, 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 somebody gave me a place. And one of, one of the guys named me came to the mosque named Ed Jones. He said, look, he said, man, we got a place, you know what I'm saying? You can go pick out either one of these churches. You know what I mean? We're going to give you a spot, you know what I mean, where you can open up and you can do what you do so well. And I yeah. mean, help people. So I went to this spot, and I didn't like that spot. And then I came to this spot one time, I didn't like this. I was like, oh, and everybody like, man, everybody like, man, it's a nice spot, man. It's a nice spot. <laughs> and yeah. it's right in the right spot downtown, you yeah. know. So then I began to walk through it and, you know what I mean, pray about it. And it's like, yeah, it is a nice spot. Mm -hmm. And I chose this spot here on Center Street, you know what I mean. And I, and I had to come up with a name, and God put it on my heart. He who Christ set free is free indeed. Now, I know that because I was once in bondage. And when I gave my life to Christ, he set me free. Mm -hmm. So that's what I called. I called the free indeed ministries. You know what I mean? Because he who Christ set free is free indeed. 
And, I mean, when he set you free, you ain't never got to go back. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, thing is, he gave me this spot. And the only thing I want to do is just help people. You understand? I got all kind, had all kinds of support. They came in and gave me everything. They gave me um, clothes. And I got a food pantry. And I got yeah. men's clothes, women's clothes, children's clothes, infant clothes. Yeah. I got shoes. You got you know? clothes for every yeah, age. I got, yeah, I got everything, you know. And I got a big kitchen to feed them in, you know what I'm saying? Which I'm, is where we are now. Yeah. I just want to say that we... You and I like to spend time in the kitchen. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's a beautiful <laughs> kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know a lot of things can take place in this kitchen. Sure. Um, and the upstairs, I want to be able to, uh, my, my, well, my office down here on the first floor with the kitchen. And on the second floor, I want to be able to help the children. You understand? I want to be able to, to let the children be able to be children again, mm-hmm. where they have a place where they can come play. I got plenty of toys up there. I got all kind of pool table. I'm going to have a pool table. I'm going to have a... a I got a ping pong table up there. I got a little basketball hoops, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And I just want, I just want the kids. You know what I mean? They say, well, I, I, you know, because a lot of kids are in these houses right now, and they, I mean, they they put up with grown up stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they don't have a way of escape. You understand? When I was growing up, you can just go outside and run around and play, ride bicycles sure. and skate. But not now. You understand? So the world has changed. You know what I mean? Kids need a place well, where they, they need can a place go to feel safe. Yeah. 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 And where they can go and just have fun and laugh again. Sure. And, be, kids. Yeah, <laughs> be, kids. be kids. Yeah, just be kids. Yeah. So I want to do that for the kids. And I got a third floor. You know, I want to be able to help the kids uh, with the education. Uh, and I know a lot of times right now, you know, they're not being able to go to school. And some of them are falling back. Yeah. And I have a place up there. I've got 13 rooms, 13 or 14 rooms up there. And I want them to be like Tudor rooms. Yeah. And I want to put a couple of f- few computers up there and. You know what I mean? Have some people that are retired and teachers and, you know what I mean, people that can come in and help. People that are still valued yeah, in the community. Yeah, still valuable, you know what yeah. I mean? And just sitting on their talents. I want to be able to use all sure. that. Sure, you know yeah. Saying? Use them talents, you know what I mean, to help somebody else. and Pass that, it on. And, and that, that helps the community to grow. Yeah. When you're able to, you know what I mean, feel like you're usable again. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's not over with. You right. Know I, mean? I still got a lot I can use. You got a lot left. To, yeah, so yeah. I can help somebody. So sure. we want to give people that opportunity. And that also brings the community closer together. You understand? That's mm-hmm. how you bring a community closer together. You know what I mean? To just help one another. Well, and just multi-generational is also awesome to see, too, because then you have people older people that are helping younger people and then the younger people can see the success that they can have. Yeah. It's all within grasp and, and it's everybody not, grows. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just want to see us grow back healthy again. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because of all the things that have happened to Cumberland Maryland. Uh, and I just want to see people grow. You know what I mean? And people just love one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? And stop hating on each other. You know what I mean? Forget that stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's a waste it's, of time. Time is short. You yeah. know what I mean? You see people dying all around you, you understand? And it just yeah. lets you know that time is short. You understand? And we only have a little time on this earth, to, you know what I mean, to make a difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? So make a difference in helping somebody, you know what I mean, and supporting the people who are trying to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Like myself. Like you. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, help. You know what I mean? It's, and I if, you're like, if you're looking for something... If you're looking for something that aligns with what you either used to do as a profession or just on a personal level, you know, yeah. seek out people like you. Yeah. Yeah. And be used. Yep. I don't mind. I ain't trying to steal nobody's glory. I just want you to come in and there's all of us that's work to make it better. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the key, making it better. So what's your favorite part about Cumberland? Since you've come in from Baltimore, what's your favorite part about being here? I like the, 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 see, from Baltimore to here, you know what I mean, it's peace. 
Uh-huh. It's a little more peaceful, you know what I mean? And my, my <laughs> got daughters are still living born. Dad, you like it up there? Yes, I do. It's you know, calm. It's slow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's slower than Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, I'd rather be in a place that's, you know what I mean, I can just pump my brakes mm-hmm. and just relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want it to get anywhere near like Baltimore, so that's why I try to, you know what I mean, to try to talk people, you know what I mean, out of doing some of the things that they do do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to try to, to try to help them to understand that, look, it can get like Baltimore real quick. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But we don't want that, and we just want to help uh, make it better. And, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about, making it better. Making a difference. So um, last time we talked, uh, there's a thing in the Jewish faith that's called tikkun olam, and it's you're supposed to leave the world better. You're supposed to help try to fix an imperfect world. So you're trying to constantly do that. And the thing is, is the world is never going to be perfect. No. But it's always that kind of, you're always moving forward in the right direction. And if you're always trying to repair an imperfect world, then you're doing, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. So there's, you're supposed to constantly be seeing all the injustices, and you and I both, that's been very prevalent lately. Yes. That, you know, you can't just sit and not do anything, you have to act. You Got have to act. you have to start to, to repair things and you have to start to make it better. And it begins with you. Yeah. It begins with us, you understand? You got to look in the mirror and examine yourself and say, What can I do mm-hmm. to help? Yeah. Am I just gonna complain about a situation, you know what I mean, which is not gonna make it better? No. Or am I gonna be a part of the solution by trying to do something that I can do to help? Yeah. And that's what if everybody had that type of mindset then we'll have a better Cumberland, Maryland. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what we need to do. Uh, and I just, and it, it amazes me how even in, you know I mean, the churches that I go to, so many people that have all these gifts and talents mm-hmm. are not using them. Yeah. You understand, to help. You know what I mean? You can't take none of that stuff with you. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't see no U-Hauls going behind the hearse. No, you know, no. So I'm just saying, <laughs> look, just... Take some of that stuff that you're holding on to and just help. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, You'll feel a whole lot better about yourself instead of worrying about who's going to get it. I I got to hold on to it. You know what I mean? No, help somebody with it. Then you'll see, you know what I mean? People grow. Well, yeah. And and it also, the help that somebody else gets, just something really simple for you to give away is really making a massive impact on somebody else. And see, all the things that I've got here, people gave it to me. You understand? Uh, well, and I, I mean, I have a lot of stuff that people gave. I didn't have this place was empty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But well, people, you know what I mean, poured out and gave, and and that because of their hearts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we need more people like that. Mm-hmm. We need more people financially. You know what I mean? To support. You know what I mean? And and, and help. You know what I mean? Us to to, to continue to do right. Yeah. Uh, to help. And this you guys community. have a board of directors, and yeah. so I mean, it's. You're a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit. Yeah. We, we're legit. You are a legit <laughs> yeah. nonprofit with yeah. a board of directors. Free and deep ministry. Know that we legit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if Absolutely. you want to support us, please. Yeah. You know, we need your support. Uh, and we want to get out here and we want to do some things. We, we got some great people on the board of directors. And I mean, that's, that's have the same mind that I have. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's the help. Yeah. Uh, I got pastors. I got, I got councilmen. I got, you know what I mean? I got good people. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so I'm just saying, you know what I mean, Eugene Frazier, councilman. I got Pastor uh, Paul Demers and Pastor Douglas Seaman. Mm-hmm. And I got Ed Jones, the financial director of all the Catholic churches on my board of directors. And I got Sarah Welsh, you know what I mean, she's a school teacher. Uh, so we got all the right pieces. We need more pieces, though. Mm-hmm. We need more pieces to, in this puzzle to help, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to, 
to build this thing up. Sure. We just don't want free and D. Once it gets started and, and really moving the way we wanted to move, we just don't want it to stay here and come to Maryland. We want it to have branches all over the place. Sure. You know what I mean? Showing that same type of love and that same type of compassion mm-hmm. and mercy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That everyone deserves. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we'll be talking again because I'm going to be coming back and picking your brain for all this good advice and and guidance so thank you so much thank you for more information on what you've heard on today's show be sure to check out our website recordtalklisten.com if you or someone you know would like to be featured on the podcast send me an email and that's recordtalklisten at gmail.com you can also get in touch with us via our social media we're on facebook and twitter so reach out This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.